Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. There are a lot of people who kind of think they're leaders and they're actually boss kind of types. Right. So this was something that I, I didn't want to have in my life. It was about the opportunity to be free and to start something. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. This episode is powered by the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program. My name is Milena Milic, and for the past two years, I've been working for a Swiss Entrepreneurship Program. So this is a Swiss project that helps empower communities in Western Balkans and also Peru and Vietnam, helping entrepreneurs and organizations that work with entrepreneurs be better. Thank you so much for powering the Women in Tech podcast. Welcome back! to the Women in Tech podcast here in Macedonia. Yes, I am in Skopje, Macedonia. So excited to be here. And next up, we have our fabulous Women in Tech who is with Swiss Entrepreneurship Program. It is the reason why I've been able to connect with so many extraordinary women across the Balkan region. Hello, Nina. Hi, Esprit. Lovely to have you here in Skopje. Aw, thanks. So, okay, Nina, let's get started. First, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Cool. So, basically, I'm born and raised here in Skopje, Macedonia. I believe many of you will now Google it to see where where exactly it's at. Uh, it's a small country in the Balkans with not a lot of prosperity, some might think, uh, which is not uh, very far from the truth, and not a lot of opportunities for young people, especially when I was growing up. So after I graduated in 2011, and this happened right after my first ever trip away from home in the States, I was doing a, a summer work and travel uh, program over there. So basically, I was living in the States for about three and four months during the summer, working as a waitress, as a hostess, as a bus girl, as a whatnot uh, during the summer. And that was probably the worst summer in my life. Um, I had some health issues also happening for me over that. And it was the first time I've been traveling since I was a kid. So it wasn't like a hard thing for me that I'm away from home. But this was the first time that I'm like moving out. Yeah. uh, And for at least four months, which was initially planned. So, uh, yeah, that was like the worst summer in my life. And I remember that that day when I was uh, coming back from the States back to Macedonia, one thing that crossed my mind, and back then, it was the, I think the Hurricane Irene yeah. uh, was coming to New York, so more or less all the flights were canceled. 
only hours and two more were on time going uh, New York to London and then back to here. And I was thinking, I was 23, I just turned 23 that summer. And I thought, oh, like the whole life is in front of me. Now it's my time to like graduate and start working something that is business related because I graduated uh, electronic business. And I thought if I ever, ever come back to the States, because USA for me is really interesting when it comes to traditional business, like small home-owned businesses, but then also tech, you know? So I was also always kind of, I don't know, inspired by, by USA. And um, I was thinking, okay, if I ever, ever come back to this after this whole shitty experience, yeah. it will be when I have earned enough money so I can go and visit the West Coast uh, just as a tourist um, or if I go and is somehow connected with my work. But uh, to think something like that when you're 23 and coming from Macedonia, I was like maybe crazy thinking. I was, okay, who would ever invite me to come and do business in the States? Like this small town girl, let's say, from Macedonia. It was like a ridiculous thought. Well, interestingly enough... Um, what was it, um, last year, September, which means seven years after, uh, I was selected uh, from the State Department and the German Marshall Fund, fund uh, as one out of almost 100 young innovative leaders to be a fellow and to go on a, to have a fellowship in, in Seattle for two and a half weeks. It's incredible. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That was, at this time around, it was way better. Yeah. Because, yeah, it was really connected, everything with work and with startups and the things that I'm really passionate about. And when would you say you first fell in love with technology? Uh, I think, even if it sounds cliche, maybe since forever, I'm, I'm curious by nature. So I remember as a kid, like when my parents brought it from Germany, the first video cassette kind of thing, mm -hmm. and then I would explore if I can record something and how would I play. Then we had the first... Uh, Two, uh, how is it? Uh, Two forty-five. The first computers, stuff like that. Then we got connected to the internet, and then the opportunities are limitless. I was just exploring and trying to set up an email account using the MSN. Even be before that, ICQ, stuff like that. I would go to an internet cafe, and before I even had internet at home, I would go to an internet cafe, and all my pocket money I would spend them there. It was just like a place where you can learn more, explore more, and I don't know, broaden your horizons when you're basically stuck in this small country, you know? And when did you transition from, or when did you start educating yourself in your profession? Like, what did you go to school for? So I think that uh, it all started even in high school days. I was in high school, I was passionate about working on projects. And then when I enrolled in university, interesting story, I wanted to enroll in law and study in Bulgaria, and that year Bulgaria uh, entered the EU, so it was the hardest process ever mm. to go and obtain a visa every single time you enter the country to just enroll in the university. And then I talked to my best friend, and she was like, so why don't you enroll with me? I'm going to study electronic business. And I was like, what is that? And then I looked at the program, and I was like, okay, this, is, this looks that it's going to be very creative, and very importantly for me, it's going to be like uh, hands-on work during the study so we right. had a lot of projects that we had to work on so I think this is where it all started for me but in terms of startups concretely and why I love 
working in a startup ecosystem and I built one over here is um, a random situation. Four and a half years ago, I go to visit one of my friends uh, who just moved to to Stockholm in Sweden. And um, I went there, to be honest, to watch Drake live. uh, (laughs) Yeah, he's my (coughs) husband. Yeah. Let's call it like that. (laughs) So this was like... the first moment of empowerment because I've been saving money from my previous job and this was the first time ever that I can buy myself a plane ticket Yeah, and I can go to a distant country, let's say, and buy a ticket to go and see a show. By the way, concerts in Europe, especially in Scandinavia, are the most expensive ones. <laughs> yes, so Scandinavia, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I felt really empowered that I can actually not ask my parents for money or I don't know, but I had the money saved and to spend one week in, in Sweden. Um, and during this week, so the concert was great. I almost got uh, selected to be on stage. Almost. You almost got almost. married. Yeah, <laughs> I almost <got> married there. <laughs> um, and then after, I don't know, a couple of days uh, exploring the city, she said, okay, now you've seen more or less everything that I wanted to show you. But tonight there is this startup event. Do you want to join? We are closed by the venue. And I'm like, what is a startup? And she she was shocked because she was like, well, you graduated electronic business. Didn't I teach you there at the university? I'm like, nope. This is the yeah. first time I'm hearing about the term startup, you know. So we entered the venue. It's the event called Stockholm Tech. Uh, it was at the Hilton filled with people. Like when mm-hmm. we entered, there were no seats left. Uh, and I heard the most inspiring story um, on stage. And this is like when I saw the, the, the vibe, the drive of the people there, I was like, okay, now I have to go back home, do my research and see how can I get involved yeah. in the startup ecosystem and what can I actually do? How can I contribute? So this is what I, I did when I get back home. And that's been your life ever since. Yes, four how, and a half years. Yeah. How did you discover Swiss EP? Oh, interesting story. Swiss EP discovered me basically. Um, so when my story started, I started uh, I started working as a storyteller for a medium from Vienna. I was selected to be the first and only startup scout for Macedonia uh, because nothing more or less was happening here and nobody was covering the stories from here in English. Uh-huh. So this opened a lot of doors for me. Then I joined one startup from here, which is now super successful as a, one of the co-founders. And then uh, at some point I started my blog called Startup Selfie, which is now on hold and I'm trying to get it. I love the name though, Startup Selfie. Yeah, it was like a 45 minute brainstorming session with myself (laughs) and I opened the WordPress and I created it. Yeah. Mm, And so they, they were trying to find somebody from Macedonia that can cover, that knows the ecosystem and would like to work uh, for the project. And they found me on LinkedIn so back then I was in uh, in Estonia, in Tallinn, uh, doing my, my interview blogs. Um, and uh, I got this random LinkedIn message, which, by the way, is really super strange here. People don't get job offers on LinkedIn. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, now maybe, slowly but surely. Yeah. But back in 2015, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's very rare. And especially from somebody like abroad and stuff like that. And I set up, because I never decline a coffee whenever I can, even if I'm not connected with this person, if this person just reached out right. to me. And I met for coffee. I went to that meeting totally unprepared. 
And Jakob, my program manager, he showed up with all these projects. Your, pro- your program manager, your future program manager. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. At the time, <laughs> At the time he was just yeah. some random guy you were meeting exactly. for coffee. Yeah. Some random Swedish guy working yeah. on a Swiss project. Sounded really. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys, Switzerland is not Sweden. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Uh, he showed up with all the project documents and all this cool stuff that they are planning to do. And basically what he told me, he was like, well, basically what you do already, but now you're going to get salary for it. I was like, okay, send me the, the contract yeah. and then I will I will get back to you. In the meantime, I, I tried to do uh, do like a research about the project, yeah. but back then it was brand new, so right. I couldn't find anything online. Right. And I was really suspicious. Should I, let, should I leave this job? Should I? Yeah. I don't know, you know? And interestingly enough, in that period, there was this hub, the opening of one hub, which had a potential to become Impa Hub Skopje. In Macedonia, yeah. In Macedonia, yeah. And there I see a former colleague of my, mine, because I was working for the UNDP before, and now she's working for the Swiss embassy here, and I'm uh, meeting her and the Swiss ambassador at, at this event. And I asked her, hey, do you maybe know what is the Swiss entrepreneurship program about? And this person called Jakob, and she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is like a Swiss project that is going to be implemented here. And she's like, why? Because they offered me the job, but I don't know if this project really exists. Yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. yo, that's super cool. You're going to be that person. Because yeah. we already knew each other. She was It is really thrilled. cool. Yeah. Swiss yeah. EP is, is dope. It's dope. Yeah. I love my job. Yeah. yeah. So pretty much what the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program does is they bring experts from around the world to come to the Balkan region as well as Vietnam and Peru and really foster economic growth and development for the local business communities from startups to maybe small business people to even larger agencies, anybody in the local region that just really needs the support from foreigners and experts abroad. And so we, I'm an EIR, it's entrepreneur in residence and we, Um, give workshops, we take meetings, we help make connections, we educate, uh, all sorts of things. I've, I've given speeches to from universities to high schools to corporates to small workshops with seven people to a room of, I think it was like a hundred people. Like it's just a variety of um, kind of educational and um, value-based experiences for the local community to accelerate forward. Would you say I just... Yeah, they, I fully agree and I don't know if I would set it better. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's great because every region has um, anywhere from, you know, a small handful of coordinators to, well, it never really gets more than a small handful, mm. um, but every region does have a small, uh, or every area has a small uh, amount of coordinators, putting everything together, driving people from location, like we drove from Albania to uh to um to bosnia and we've driven from serbia to like it just yeah. around so you're really taking care of from every place and you fly into town and you live there and you help exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and so today and this is how yeah. our ecosystems grow now like, yeah i'm super proud to say that when we started the project here so i joined like a couple of months later um macedonia was listed we're talking about the western balkan countries so macedonia was listed probably the last so it was serbia yeah then bosnia then albania then macedonia by ecosystem development yeah. you know and now i'm happy to say that macedonia is second oh, on this wow. list yeah based on the results wow so the womenpreneurs stories initiative uh started last year in november actually around this date uh 
six women that are either founders or investment managers that have inspirational stories. I started this because I wanted to showcase that we have ladies who are in leadership positions here um, and to encourage other women to kind of reach that level, you know. And it just took off. I planned this event to be like for at least 20, 30 people and like a group session where they can share their personal and professional stories. But then in the first day, I sold out like 30 tickets and by the and I managed to organize everything in like six days. And uh, we had plus 100 plus people in the exact room where we are sitting now at public room. Um, so it was a super successful first event or let's say a conference for this number for, for here. It's, it's already considered as a conference. Interestingly enough, this whole initiative took off. So we're doing more or less monthly womenpreneur stories with different speakers. Some, some of them are the entrepreneurs and residents that come to Macedonia. We also like to invite local women from here. And I was uh, asked by people, my colleagues uh, in Ljubljana, uh, people that I collaborate with from Slovenia, to do, and we did, with my mentor from Seattle, we did their uh, womenpreneur stories. And then when I, I was in uh, Lima in Peru, they're also interested to replicate this model. And we also did it with um, partners from Serbia in, in Niche, or Novi Sad, sorry. Um, so the interesting part is that this initiative, and there is an interest, and especially 99% in the audience, is women who want some in inspiration, who want that additional push. And I would like to also see, because this is not like a feminist movement, and even if it is, men should support it, and I want to see a balanced audience. And guys, like, let's be honest, you're not going to meet girls in a bars when you're watching football with your buddies. <laughs> Uh, you're definitely having a full crowd of uh, of women here who you can easily approach to, but don't be socially awkward. Like, just be you. <laughs> and one thing I'd like to say about the Balkan regions is it's not what you see in the media. I think as foreigners, we have this impression that it's like this rundown city and maybe tumbleweeds going by or something. And <laughs> they're very robust cities with incredible people and just really developing their the economic uh, landscape. And you have to say like how cheap it is here and how tasty the food is. Oh, the, well, you could tell that by my weight. Like I, <laughs> I've pretty much eaten all of the Balkans. <laughs> um, like amazing. Yeah, the food is great um everything's great but you know that the most dominant thing i'd say and it's the most um uh contrary to what the perception is is you won't find a place that's more hospitable when you come to the balkan region it's like uh, it's like the people welcome you into their personal living room and the country is the living room and then they just want you to feel at home and, and welcome and it's just really contradictory to our perception of what goes on here yeah, yeah. And do not worry about language barrier because most of the people even in grocery shops even taxi drivers yeah. they speak english and even if they don't they're friendly and they want to do exactly. right by you i mean look yeah. always be safe i yeah. mean not yeah. you can't do like you, common sense safe. yeah there's yeah. no utopia anywhere yeah. i mean maybe if there is one let me know i'd like to check <laughs> it out but like overall people here love foreigners and they love um and they love to be hospitable and welcoming. Uh, what's one huge obstacle that you've successfully overcome in your career and how did you do it? Mm, I think the first and only time I actually quitted a place because 
I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing, but I don't know if even if it's true now. But back then, like when I started my my career, I had kind of commitment issues. So here, people usually are raised by, oh, you better find a secure job for the rest of your life, yeah. blah 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 blah. I was like, no, like I have to sign a contract for the rest of my life with yeah. somebody. Yeah. But then in the states, that that extraordinarily like awful experience that I had that summer, I've learned that. Actually, you can get fired and actually you can quit. Yeah. So it's not that you are stuck with somebody for the rest of your life, you know. So I had this opportunity to kind of manage and run for the first time the Social Impact Award. I was really passionate about social impact and social entrepreneurship and stuff like that. I still am, but I'm not actually really focused in that uh, particular area right now. But um, And then the first three months, it all went well. We did everything like super nicely for the first time ever bringing it here to Macedonia. And in the next three months, so I, this contract was for six months. And in the next three months, like I was doing some administrative things, something right. that was not even communicated beforehand. And whenever I put the, the subject about, okay, I seriously want to work with social entrepreneurs. You know, I want to build this whole ecosystem right. from scratch and stuff like that. We are not there yet. I mean, the whole country is not there yet. Uh, there's no potential. Maybe in like few months, maybe next year, maybe this. Every single idea of mine, I think it was pushed from the lady who, I mean, she was kind of, there are a lot of people who kind of think they're leaders and they're actually boss kind of types. Right. So this was something that I, I didn't want to have in my life and it wasn't even for the salary or for the opportunities for traveling or whatnot. It was about the opportunity to be free and to start something and to kind of be creative in a way. Uh, and I, because I was shut down, it was like the most kind of scary day. How do I actually make this conversation with right. this lady? Like, right. what do I say, you know? And then plus on top of that, I didn't even have a new job. So this was the last day of my contract and I kind of managed to to do it and then after that I was relieved even though I was jobless like you instantly feel this kind of relief moment you have to you have to stay true to your heart even when it doesn't seem like it's a smart decision Mm. if it doesn't feel right in your body it's not right even if on paper it looks like you're being crazy and it might sound cliche as, as ever but there is a thing called female intuition Mm -hmm. and sometimes we intentionally try not to like hear or feel that intuition but it's actually always the correct answer we 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 know what the right thing for us is yeah thank you so much for hanging out with the women in tech podcast where can people find you online uh people can find me on linkedin on instagram on facebook Almost everywhere. I use, I, I, yeah, I also use Twitter. And as how well. do you spell your name? N i n a n i k o l i k j. Perfect. And has this been your first podcast interview? Exactly. Yes, my ah! first. <laughs> love, love, love. And it's my pleasure to be 
on your podcast. No, and thank you for, you know, working with me to help um, serve the community here. It's just such a privilege. And we'll include all of Nina's links from the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program to her her women empowerment work in the show notes to find out more. So be sure to check out the show notes. Thank you, Carl, our amazing teammate for creating those show notes for us. Uh, if you want to connect with more extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show. Uh, that's at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will talk to you guys. See you guys. Hear you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye bye. This is Nina Nikolic. I'm a storyteller, super connector, entrepreneur. Also, I work as a manager of Entrepreneurs in Residence and ecosystem facilitator of the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program in Skopje, Macedonia. And you're listening to Women in Tech. It would not be possible to celebrate all these women in tech who have been extraordinary here in the Balkan region without the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program. Thank you so much for powering the Women in Tech podcast. This is a Swiss project that helps empower communities in Western Balkans and also Peru and Vietnam, helping entrepreneurs and organizations that work with entrepreneurs be better. What we're working on the most is uh, empowering the community of entrepreneurs in Western Balkans. So that means Serbia, Bosnia, Macedonia and Albania. And our team is working in Serbia and Bosnia. So one of our main activities is bringing uh, foreign experts and mentors to work with the local entrepreneurs and managers and CEOs of companies. My name is Milana Milic and for the past two years I've been working for a Swiss Entrepreneurship Program. To find out more about the Swiss Entrepreneurship Program, go to entrepreneur-in-residence.com. That's entrepreneur-in-residence.net. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.